You're listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association's Washington, D.C. office. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Beltway Beef. Joined again by Ethan Lane, Vice President of Government Affairs, here to give us a wrap-up of what happened in Washington this week. So, Ethan, I'll let you take it from here. (laughs) Well, it's been a busy week in Washington. Obviously, the end of September, the end of the fiscal year here in Washington is always kind of a, a crunch. We're always debating a continuing resolution of some sort, it seems, at least the last 10 or 15 years, uh, to make sure we keep the government open. We've added some extra complications this year that I know our listeners have heard a lot about, both in the mainstream media as well as on our uh, different broadcasts over the last uh, weeks and months, and that's the infrastructure bill, that hard infrastructure bill, as well as this $3.5 trillion budget reconciliation package that progressive Democrats have been so intent on advancing through Congress. Uh, We also are confronting a looming debt ceiling, um, as we do from time to time, particularly in the wake of all this COVID relief spending that we've seen over the past couple years, trillions of dollars in additional spending. Um, That all means a lot of fighting in Washington, D.C. Our focus has been on a few key areas of this this, uh, uh, current round of, of debates up on Capitol Hill. First and foremost, in these big, uh, unwieldy spending packages, we have been heavily focused on ensuring that our producers around the country don't pay the cost uh, for those for those big spending sprees uh, in the form of an elimination of stepped-up basis or other harmful tax provisions that could make it harder for our producers to pass their operations on to the next generation or have flexibility with how they manage their biggest asset, which is their land. Um, we're grateful that in the bills that we're seeing, even though there aren't any votes to pass them yet up on Capitol Hill, um, they're still debating that as we talk here this morning as they did late into the night last night. Um, The language that we've seen, the pay-fors that we've seen have largely avoided those massive problems for us. There's no elimination of stepped-up basis uh, under consideration in this package. That is a good thing. Uh, There is the inclusion of language on 2032A tax provisions. Um, That's something that we've worked really hard on the last couple of Congresses with uh, folks like Congressman Jimmy Panetta from California uh, to ensure that uh, there's a valuation exemption for agriculture that's much more robust and in line with that current estate tax level of 11 million, which will give producers the ability to uh, ensure that they can get agricultural uh, uh, consideration on their property rather than the valuation at the highest and best use. Um, That's an important tool as well uh, that's been included in this package. But as I said, you know, we're not across the finish line yet. Um, There is still a lot of debate happening on Capitol Hill. Our focus has been on passing the hard infrastructure bill. That bill includes some important provisions for producers, including uh, an additional 150 air mile exemption on the back end of a livestock haul, giving us a little more flexibility in that never ending hours of service conversation that we've been fighting so hard uh, for the past few years. As of last night, it sounded like they were still three or four votes short on that bill. Um, We expect those conversations will continue. Um, We're kind of watching the live feed here this morning from Capitol Hill as members come and go from meetings and continue to argue. Uh, Senator Joe Manchin from West Virginia is still holding the line, um, insisting on a lower number on the reconciliation package. And progressives are saying they won't vote for the hard infrastructure package unless they get something done on that larger bill. So we will probably see this 
continue to play out for some days to come. I doubt they're going to come to resolution here anytime soon, particularly since they did get their most important item of business done for the week. They they passed a CR to keep the government funded through December. Uh, that was what we were hoping they would do, uh, probably the best case scenario, but it doesn't get them out of that debt ceiling mess. Uh, and what we're hearing from the federal government, from Janet Yellen in the last uh, 48 hours, is the debt ceiling will be hit on October 18th, approximately. And so they're going to have to come back and figure something out there as well. Um, but we do have that big piece done of funding the government. That that CR did also extend authority for livestock mandatory reporting. Uh, there was a, a little bit of uh, jeopardy on that this week, but we managed to get through that and keep that important program authorized and funded as part of this package. Um, and so we'll look to the next round of those uh, discussions leading through the fall uh, to make sure that we continue to protect our priorities for producers around the country. So continuing to track conversations on the Hill regarding votes on bills. Uh, one more thing, just want to clear up. Let's talk about the rumor of the methane tax. Can oh, you yes. just set the record straight oh, here? Oh, yes, the cow tax. <laughs> so, so I'm just going to be really, really blunt here. Um, there is no cow methane tax. Um, there were some members of Congress this week that I think got um, really excited about about uh, a fight over this methane tax. They were concerned uh, that this tax could be applied. It's really a fee at EPA could be applied uh, to the cattle industry, to agriculture. Um, that is that is simply not what's what's in the bill. Um, you know, certainly we we're, we're, we don't like any additional taxes being applied to anybody. This one is an oil and gas issue. This is a this is a fee that is, applies specifically to oil and gas. Um, um, it's it's not a deal where we're exempted from it. Um, the language is very narrowly tailored specifically to oil and gas. Um, it is not an us issue. It is not something that applies to us. The language is not written in a way where it could apply to us. Um, they would have to do a completely different piece of legislation on Capitol Hill um, to, to, to do something like that, and we're not about to let that happen. Um, so everyone can kind of take a deep breath on that one. We appreciate uh, members of Congress from around the country that are fighting hard on our behalf and, and sounded the alarm when they thought there was some concern there, but we've had a lot of good conversations with those members over the course of the week, and I think we've all come to the same position, that there just isn't any language in there to be concerned about as it relates to agriculture right now. So that's one we can go ahead and put to bed. Great. Well, thanks for clearing that up. Just before we go, if folks are concerned about what they're hearing on the news or or what they're reading, what would you tell them right now? Well, I, I think there's probably, you know, good reason to be concerned about the things you're hearing on the news. There's a lot going on right now. There are a lot of different opinions about how to move forward, not just as a country, but as an industry. Um, and, you know, it's always important to make sure that you're consuming that information in a discerning way, right? Social media has changed a lot of how we get information. Um, obviously, there is a, there, I get asked a lot, what's the best news channel to watch? Well, they're all biased, right? We know that. Um, so, you know, I, I think being a little bit discerning, not just believing the first thing that passes your computer screen is usually a good idea. Look to those trusted sources that are disseminating information that you know has been really thought about and analyzed. Um, you know, just don't, don't, uh, don't trust everything that, that, that comes in front of your screen. Don't believe everything you read on the internet. Um, ground truth things and, and, and talk to experts and talk to people you know are in, uh, in the loop and, and have quality information and, and uh, make sure that you're operating from facts. Uh, that's always the best course of action. Great. And folks here at NCBA are always willing to get on the phone and, and clarify any concerns. Well, and we try to make sure that when something like this comes up, we put out quality information so that producers know that we're looking at the issue. And, you know, if you're reading, conflict 
conflicting articles on the internet or wherever else, uh, you can always look to NCBA to try to uh, tell the straight story and give you the real information out there. That's a lot of what we do around here, um, both for members out in the country and for folks up on Capitol Hill. Great. Thanks, Ethan. Uh, happy to have you on the podcast again. Great to be back. This has been another episode of Beltway Beef. Don't forget to check us out online at policy.ncba.org or catch the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, including SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. 